Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Brand new skyscrapers announced down the I-40 line in downtown Nashville. We've talked a lot about Nashville's East Bank, but what's happening along its West Bank? Plus, local realtor Brad Reynolds gives his thoughts about the new Titan Stadium renderings as well as reveals a way that buyers are taking back the housing market. We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. stuff that brad reynolds is bringing to the table literally you guys are going to be going to the table to talk about the titans renderings for the new stadium as well as uh this thing called interest Interest rate rate buy downs two to one buy down a lot of stuff brad's going to simplify all of that for us uh good spoiler alert good news it's good for the buyer so if you've ever thought about buying a home now might be the time he's going to talk about that later but in the meantime, go to thinkbrad.com or you can text Brad at 615-856-3270. Again, we're going to be hearing from Brad here in just a bit. Uh, but before we do that, it looks like the uh, we, it's it's been a minute. And when I say a minute, it's been like uh, maybe a week or less since we've talked about some development news here in Nashville. So we're going to get to this because pretty cool things are happening along the I-40 line where where I-40 and 65 are going through the middle of downtown Nashville. Yeah, so the area that we have Greg, the Google guy, at right now is an area called Midtown. And uh, the area that he's on, he's on a dangerous street right here (laughs) next to uh, Hustler Hollywood. And that's where they're going to be building the three towers at that dairy plant. But what was just announced, I believe, in the permitting process, uh, according to the Nashville Business Journal, is there's going to be two towers that are going to be going into this empty lot in Midtown, which will almost make the Midtown skyline almost fully connected at one point now that we have almost all the announcements besides what's happening a little bit down the street. So this is pretty interesting. Uh, and and also, uh, so, sir, the area that we're looking at now is where these next two towers are going. Is that correct? Yep. So 407 whatever that street is. Minnesota uh, Rowers Construction, they already have two towers planned in Midtown, and now these are two additional towers. Uh, A business entity that shares the company's name, so assuming it's the same company, uh, uh, filed site plans for 230 and and uh, 40-story residential towers at the corner of that 14th Avenue North and Hines Street. Uh, documents min- mention a mix of apartments and condos. Uh, so the in, in June is when they unveiled plans for the first two-tower developments. That was at 1414 Church Street. So just literally almost right next to the, uh, the current announcement for these two additional towers. Yeah, so the rendering that we're showing right now has the two new towers, and then it also has the towers that are being built in the dairy site. Or the wow. Dairy plant. It, it's missing a few things, though, in this. So it's missing all of the Beeman uh, projects 
and all of the Subaru projects that are going to be over here uh, behind this. But it has a lot of other renderings of other buildings that I don't know have been announced quite yet. The, uh, that would be interesting. It makes you wonder, you know, what space they're choosing to fill in and why. Uh, there's another map on the Nashville Business Journal. Because their brother owns them all. <laughs> uh, there's another map on the Nashville Business Journal that's really cool, and it shows uh, just kind of how uh, congested in a good way I would not want to live in this Midtown area over the next maybe five to ten years. Mm -hmm. Here's the map on on uh, screen right now because of how congested it's going to be with construction. You can see all of the sites that are being worked on or developed or in the plans or, all, you know, one of those. Just pick one of those three. Well, they're missing. They're missing one building, too. So you have all this construction here. But they're missing this building that's right here uh, next to this uh, the liquor shop that's oh. being built. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that under yeah, yeah. right uh, next to the Chick-fil-A and everything like that. Is it, is it, is like one that? right here? No, uh, it's, out, it's touching the street. So I think they're missing that one. Yeah, interesting. They, I mean, there's so much over there. They, they, they probably are. Uh, so this is pretty cool um, to see that map. I really like that. I wish they – something like that. Planet Urban Planet probably has that for, like, all of Nashville, all of downtown. Uh, the Metro Planning Commission is scheduled to review – Rowers' newest, newest sites at their December 8th meeting. Uh, they have to request specific plan zoning, which allows for uses and designs that fall outside of Nashville regular zoning code. Yeah, uh, interesting. So I, I guess that area is still new enough uh, for skyscrapers that specific zoning requirements still need to be uh, asked for every time, I would imagine. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know when those are going to change. But I would imagine each building still needs that. So it'll be interesting to see how long something like that still goes on for. All right. So the next site is located off the west bank of the Cumberland River. Oh, and you, mean, you don't mean east bank, do you? No, it's the west bank. So it's it's a rare thing to see this. But we, we've talked about this area a few times here on the podcast. They're going to be building a new bridge in this area that crosses from the west bank of the Cumberland River to the east bank of the Cumberland River. Uh, they're also building a new park. Wharf Park. Yeah. So it's going to be, we'll, show, we'll have Greg, the Google guy here in a second. Uh, but this is called the Driftwood Site. Interesting and, name. And yeah, it's a really interesting name. It's now like a some type of furniture company or something right there right now. Okay. Uh, and then you have this bus depot. The interesting thing about this yeah, the metro, the metro bus depot. Yeah, is I think sixty percent of this development is in a flood zone. So that's a that's a really interesting conversation. Are they going to build like yeah strategic parking uh, lots that can be flooded? I, I'm not sure. Yeah, that is interesting to see. Um, you know, but essentially, you know, these factories who are here and in that area and Metro buses who are in that area, either A, they're willing to take that risk or and number two or B, they have good flood insurance or C, they're not worried uh, at all and they're or they're just taking a major risk. Um, but this this driftwood area, uh, like you said, is very interesting. Let's look at the land around it and what has kind of been proposed and talked about so far as far as redevelopment in that area. Yeah, so this is going to be an incredible metro park. Uh, this is Wharf Park right in the part of the flood zone. It goes all the way up to where that building is on Hermitage Avenue. Uh, and then this blue area is going to be the driftwood site. So I wonder if this is going to be called the, the place at Driftwood copyright that right now i, I wonder if it's because of the furniture company i don't know so the, 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 ro knows? the road's name is driftwood 
Ah, okay. So, uh, uh, I think the place at Driftwood is a, a nice little title there. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be interesting how this breaks down. We have Greg the Google guy hanging from a parachute right now, kind of. Um, he doesn't really know what he's doing. All right, so it's a countertop company, so it's not exactly furniture. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so they have all these different factories. Uh, Greg, what are you doing, Greg? Greg, okay, we got to just get Greg on the street. He's par- is he parasailing there? He's what is par- he doing? He, I don't know what he's doing. He's trying to drop it like it's hot, but it's he's not. Trying to, he's trying to land. Greg, like, seriously, Greg, come on. All right, while, while Greg gets his stuff together, so this is going to be from... Nashville Capital Group, this Driftwood site. Uh, they're priming this to create a site uh, to, or they're priming the site to create around 1,636 apartment units. Wow. Which is not, that's not, that's not even all. 409 hotel rooms with this and 82,000 square feet of retail and restaurant space. That's amazing. So uh, essentially, it almost seems like an entire city block yeah. that they're going to be taking with this. It's a 309 Driftwood. Square feet. Uh, the firm has owned the land since 2017. It paid, wow, it paid $1.25 million for the 9.4 acres fronting the Cumberland River. They knew. They That they is a knew. great investment. They got that at a fantastic time. Yeah, it's probably because they're still recovering. The seller was like, yeah, this all flooded. Well, I got to get rid of it. Well, I mean, re- regardless, they knew that it was going to be worth a lot more later, and they're coming out with, uh, the, I think this is great timing for what they're proposing right after everything from the East Bank. So they were waiting for that. Um, they also have to go through specific plan zoning, which allows for designs and uses outside of the city's normal zoning code. Interesting. Uh, the site, which borders the proposed wharf park land was last rezoned in 2019 to accommodate an office development, but owners no longer feel that's the best use for the parcels. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see the, that December 8th meeting. That's going to decide on, the other stuff for the the rowers construction company is also going to decide on this. I kind of want to go. It's going to be that. a fun meeting. Bring your go. popcorn for yeah, that I one. I think I want to go to the meeting. Greg finally figured out what he was do- <laughs> R- doing. Rough landing or smooth landing? He he got there smoothly. Okay, uh, but I think his leg may have been hurt in the, in oh, the process. No. Oh no! But Greg is now on Driftwood Street, and so you can just see it's literally like parking lots and uh, ugly factories and so this area is going to be a key development that's going to connect into the east bank yeah uh, what a cool site to to really get into that other side of the river uh i'm really excited about that yeah i am too so now let's talk about some local food uh right down from our studio is a new burger restaurant called cletus and i have eaten there a lot. I feel like I'm cheating on Oscars right now uh, sorry, with Oscars. Cletus. Uh, so I had the Oklahoma Smash Burger. Nice. And this is a traditional Oklahoma Smash onion burger, American cheese, pickle, and the Cletus sauce. It was fantastic. I also had the uh, Tiago Ranch Burger. It has a Smash Burger, American cheese, bacon, pickle fries, which was great on there. Uh, and ranch dressing there there wasn't i i love ranch dressing uh and so i could have taken a lot more ranch dressing on there um but you can also which was really cool to see in there uh i'm looking at their can you pull up their menu again i'm looking at their menu on grubhub and i don't see it um there is an option when you order a burger from cletus 
you can substitute the there's there's a couple things you can do with the burger patty so you can either double the beef which we usually do you can sub it for a chicken melt you can sub it for a veggie burger you can sub it for a gluten-free does that that's a bun yeah and then you can put a instead of the buns put it in a bed of lettuce and that's what i did how was it it was fantastic there you it go. Was just, it was still, still get all the burger yeah, still flavors. Like the burger experience all that but, stuff. Uh, on the bed of lettuce. It was fantastic. There you go. So if you want to go to Cletus, Elm Hill Pike in Nashville, kind of over as you're headed towards the Donaldson side of things and the Hermitage side of things. All right, let's head over to Explorers Nashville tip of the day. For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, it's a great day to get some hot chicken. And one of the best places in Nashville to get some hot chicken is Hattie B's Hot Chicken. They have six levels of spice. They have southern, mild, medium, hot, damn hot, and then shut the cluck up. The shut the cluck up will make you shut the cluck up. Uh, If you want to (laughs) watch a video of me crying, head over to our other YouTube channel, Explore.Nash, and search Top Hot Chicken in Nashville, and you'll be able to experience some of the best hot chicken in Nashville through the lens of that video. Hattie B's is well known by everybody, hated by a lot of locals, loved by a lot of visitors. But if you talk to Stuart and I, what we usually say is it may be loved by the visitors. It may be hated by the locals, but it is hands down the most consistent uh, hot chicken experience as far as the consistency of flavor, the quality of product. At uh, all of their locations. Yeah, at all of their locations, uh, all throughout the day, times, uh, different days of the week. And so we, we've... You know, a lot of people, I think, who are locals just choose to, because it's so popular, just choose to hate on it. But it they put out a fantastic product, so not, not going to hate on it here. So if you hear a local <laughs> complaining about Hattie B's, give it a try for it's yourself. It's because of the lines. That's why. I mean, they're terrible. Yeah. Lines are terrible. Do you guys but, but, be, that, but that's I think that's different. From the product yeah, a little I, bit? I, uh, I think there's yeah. an insider's Can we tip. Separ- yeah. Oh, okay. I think okay. I have one. If you're sick of the lines and you don't want to wait, drive down to Franklin, Tennessee and to Cool Springs mm-hmm. and head to a restaurant called Bishop's. Yep. You can get the same exact product Oof. that Hattie B serves. Uh-oh. Less the time. There you go. You Less the time. Less the time. <laughs> so what do you think? Hattie B's, yay or nay, let us know in the comments. That is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by Screened Threads. I'm going to let Aaron take it from here, but I'm going to head over to my interview with Brad <laughs> Reynolds. Uh, go check out ScreenedThreads.com. All right. You, and you can get, if you're looking for Christmas gifts that are Nashville themed, while Stuart goes to uh, get ready for Brad's interview, Brad is with us in studio today. Uh, you can get 10% off of an online order or in-person visit. They're over at Marathon Village and use that code at Nashville daily you just kind of write it on a piece of paper and you swipe it across the counter and it says national daily you get your 10 percent off there so head to screen screened threads.com for that also we are offering some very limited edition this probably won't last past this weekend 
waterfall tours at an extremely discounted price. Uh, we're we're going to be going across uh, Nashville and Tennessee with some specialty tours right now. That's waterfall. So you can head to explorenash.com forward slash waterfall. That link is also going to be in the show notes of the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. And you can go to explorenash.com forward slash waterfall and get an extremely discounted, like 80% off discounted waterfall ticket for this tour. So make sure to head there, book your tour. It's going to be absolutely incredible. The tour is leaving this Saturday morning. It's going to be, you know, uh, a good uh, until 3, 4 p.m. experience. So uh, make sure you are signed up for that. You don't want to miss that. Now we're going to be talking about the Titans renderings with Brad and interest rate buy downs. Stuart, I'm throwing it over to you. Brad, welcome again back into the studio. You have been in the real estate game for nearly 15 years. Yes. And as an agent for almost 12 years. What's been your favorite experience being a real estate agent? Yeah. So probably my favorite experience has been watching this city grow. I love development, feel like I know a lot, not as much as you guys, but I've enjoyed watching the city, especially downtown, Gulch, Midtown, fill in, and I'm excited for what's to come. So when, when a client contacts you at your website, thinkbrad.com, or what's the phone number they can text you at? So my phone number will never change, 615-856-3270. My email address, brad at thinkbrad.com, and my YouTube page, Think Brad. So hit me up in any of those ways. So if a person contacts you, what should they expect from the experience of the text message or through an email? What should they expect when they contact you? Yeah, so I'm usually extremely quick to get back with people. I've got people working for me, but if you send me a message in any of those ways, you'll get a quick response. You'll get a quick phone call from me, and I'd love to hear more about your situation and how I can help. All right, so the main focus of today's discussion <laughs> is the brand new Titan Stadium. The oh, yeah. Tennessee Titans just released the renderings of the stadium recently. We're going to dive deep into these renderings, and we're going to get our thoughts on what this Titan Stadium is going to be for the future of Nashville. Looking forward to it. Today, we're talking about interest rate buy-downs. What exactly is an interest rate buy-down? I think I might have to bring in some help to answer that complex question. Greg? Oh, hey, Stuart. I, uh, I didn't realize you were coming into the studio today. Yeah, I'm here. So let's, uh, let's, let me ask you that question. What is an interest rate buy-down? An interest rate buy-down? Yeah. Uh, that would be a question for Brad Reynolds. Need to get back to my street walking ways. You never know what's going to happen in the studio. Brad, I have no idea what that was, and I have no idea who let Greg the Google guy here into the studio. It's actually the first time I've uh, engaged with him in person. Usually it's just over the phone, so... No idea where he came from. So now let's get into the topic of interest uh, rate buy-downs. Yeah. So this has become a huge topic in the real estate world with rates going from low threes early in the year to sevens now. Buyers are wondering, how can I keep down the money I'm bringing to closing? And with inventory building, sellers are now more than willing to help with those costs. So really, there's two big ways you could do it. One is discount points. Think about buying the rate down across the life of the loan. Years 1 through 30, if you locked in at 7% today, 
spent a couple points to buy down the rate to say six and a half. Historically, that money was paid by the buyer. Now, with inventory building, like I've said, sellers are so anxious to get that thing off the books that they will help with the cost. So again, you're buying down the rate to buy down the payment across the life of the loan. Conversely, when you look at a 2-1 interest rate buy-down, the whole goal is to minimize the payment in the first few years. And this is something I'd never even heard of till recently. Apparently, it's been out there for a while. So think about this. You go and you buy a property. You lock an interest rate of 7% today. With the 2-1 rate buy-down, your payment is going to be lower the first two years. So the first year, it's going to be based on a 5% interest rate, second year, 6 So if you're buying a property and the payment is, say, 3000 a month, year one's going to be probably 2500 year two, 2750 and years three through 30, $3,000. This is going to be really ideal if you're in the prime of your career, because what happens when you're in the prime of your career? Historically, you get bonuses and yes, raises. Yeah, yes. a raise, a bonus every year. So it's time to adjust to that ever-rising payment. Well, that's a, that's a lot of information that you just presented in that little short snippet. I think I need to find Greg, the Google guy, and bring him back so he can Google some things for me so I could understand this. Yes. In addition to Googling, you'll want to call me as well. The call to action here is this is still a good time to buy and that sellers are more than willing many times to help you with minimizing your closing cost buying your rate down and helping you minimize what you bring to the closing table. All right. So with that, now let's transition to the Tennessee Titans stadium. Yes. This is the big conversation and talking piece throughout the city of Nashville. And there's a lot happening with this. So what were your initial thoughts with the Tennessee Titans stadium and the renderings that were released? Yeah. Well, being a long suffering Vols fans, except for this year, eight and no big game this week. You know, my first thought was 60,000 seats. The current stadium is 69, and it was time. I've been to a, a couple NFL stadiums around the country, and I think we – what do you think? We probably have one of the worst stadiums in terms of aesthetics and openness and size. And I Yeah, I think the current Titans stadium uh, definitely needs a facelift. Yeah. And the initial estimates for that facelift was going to be $1.75 billion. And at that rate, yeah, Dr. Evil. That's right. $1.75 billion. That's right. Uh, I love that scene in Austin Powers. I know I'm digressing, but uh, where it's like $1 million and everyone <laughs> looks at him and laughs. And yeah. then he's like, $1 billion. Yeah, it's just a really funny scene. So, But the uh, initial estimates of the renovations for the Titan Stadium being at $1.75 billion, um, it's, at that point, you might as well just build, just build a new, a new stadium. One. Spend that extra $500 million and build a new stadium that is able to accommodate for the future. Now, the size of the stadium of 60,000 seats, it's going to be one of the smallest NFL stadiums. But what I really think is interesting is they're really going to be about the fan experience. Sure. But I think they're also being very intentional for the concert experience that will happen at Nissan Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, it's smart. I'd, again, my initial reaction was being a Vols fan, 100,000 seats in Nayland Stadium. I mean, most of these big college ones, over 100. But I think the days of how many people can we cram in here, it, as, you know, get as much money as we can, are kind of over. More focus on luxury boxes and that all-in fan experience. I love that it's a dome. Yes, we're in the South, but... You know, who wants to go to the Super Bowl when it, like a couple years ago, was in Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah. We're going to get that Super Bowl 2028, 20, 2030 20, once a lot of that's built out. Um, 
I think people would be a lot more happy in a dome environment versus an open air environment. Well, the the um, the Minnesota Viking Stadium, the, their dome yeah. is fantastic. That's SoFi, what is yeah, that? SoFi Stadium, yeah. I believe, and they were able to have the Super Bowl with the snow outside, yeah. and you had no idea based on the footage. And so it's it's really interesting how. Uh, this new stadium is really going to play into the East Bank, and that's a conversation we've had a couple times since you've been on the show. But it's it's going to be the centerpiece of the East Bank. So what are your thoughts about how this is going to impact the growth and construction and the infrastructure of the East Bank? Yeah, so when you look at that whole stretch, what is that, like 300, 335 acres? 335 acres. Or yeah, between or yeah. just all those developments, I think it's going to be amazing where we are now to 2030 by the time. I don't think it'll all be built out by then. I would imagine the NFL doesn't want to see, you know, construction sites all around it for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that would look terrible on the helicopter footage. Yeah, yeah, but um, I think it, I think we will get a couple. And once the Super Bowl start rolling in, the Final Fours will, the big concerts, which we're already getting. And like you've said in some of y'all's videos, the ability to host the men's SEC tournament in there and then Bridgestone for the women's and – it's going to be really cool. I hope there's some condos to sell. So, Mr. Hensler or some of these other big devout Tony, if you're listening, uh, build some condos, buy some of that land, and uh, and build up. Yeah. So it, it's it's fascinating because so the final cost of the new stadium is estimated to be 2.1 billion dollars. Billion dollars. <laughs> uh, but that's not including the infrastructure of right. what it's going to take for the East Bank. We did an episode probably about a month and a half ago or two. Uh, the Tennessean estimated just the infrastructure alone for the East Bank will be $8 billion. <laughs> and not, Excuse me? Eight uh, $8 billion wow. just for the infrastructure. So I that's, didn't, I didn't that's know including... That. The street works, that's including the water main, the water lines and water mains, but that's also including the flooding that can happen in sure. the East Bank and how to maintain that type of flooding. So with all of that said, when do you really think the East Bank will, will come to life with all of the development and, and with the Nissan Stadium being the centerpiece of the East Bank? Well, I think that the videos you guys put out recently it's said 2028 or 2030. And if they start, when did they say they would start the stadium? Fall of next year. So they, they had the Metro Council meeting this week. I yeah. don't know if they have to go through three votes three readings. for this. Dale Sr., um, three readings. So I'm not sure. if they, they may start construction in the new year. Sure. And the, their goal is 2026. Sure. But the, the the bigger question is the infrastructure alone may take two or three years yeah. just to build that out with the East Bank Boulevard and the, the water mains and all the flooding uh, prevention they're going to put into that. It, it's just it, I don't think we will get a Super Bowl yeah. until probably 2032, maybe even 2035. I could see that. It, it take, you, know, you look at a project like Nashville Yards or some of these other ones, and that's you know, four, five, six years all in, and we're talking about an area that's just magnitudes larger than yeah. that. So, but I will be excited. I love how you guys showed the renderings and all the buildings that I guess they're kind of just for renderings now, but I'll be excited to see everything that gets built in that that area. You know, probably a bunch of 15 to 25, 30-story buildings. We're kind of starting to get like a Vancouver-type skyline, kind of a bunch of tall glass boxes, not one building that really sticks out. And that'll probably be the trend over there also. Yeah, I wonder with the, the taller buildings coming into the East Bank, how much longer the view of the Batman building is going to exist sure. in Nashville. 
and with the buildings in the East Bank, especially if you're coming down 65 South, sure. you can see the, the incredible skyline. But I think maybe eventually the East Bank will block that view. Yeah. And then there's no views of the Batman building throughout Nashville That's <laughs> and basically any longer. Uh, so w- one final thing about the Titan Stadium. With the renderings that they released, so they had like these these rooftop terraces oh, yeah. and like these like very interactive like like it looked like retail on the bottom floor and right. stuff. What are you excited for with the stadium? Yeah, I think one of the things we've done, whether it's been Fifth and Broad or the airport, we've incorporated a lot of local groups, local restaurants. Um, my guess is we'll do the same thing here, and a lot of these groups that are just bursting at the seams will have some more locations. Um, just that year-round usability, whether it's Titans games or concerts or WrestleMania. basketball, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I really liked The Rock when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of my friends were D-Generation X, but I was more of a rock guy. Um, but just that year-round, you know, when you think about stadiums of the past, it's, well, they get used on eight Sundays a year, and the rest of the year just sits there. And what a, what a bad model to use, I think. These NFL owners woke up over time and thought, wait a second, I got I a building mo- just I can monetize all yeah. year round. And it's estimated that an event at Nissan State or the new Titan Stadium will bring in over a hundred million dollars. I saw that per event. That's wild. Which is insane. So like literally that event, if you did fifteen additional events a year, it's one point five billion dollars. Oh yeah. And then you can let the community use it, nonprofits. I mean, you can it can really be a focal point for the community. And uh, it's going to be an amazing stadium. I love that they have Hastings involved along with, oh, what's the, the, the Kansas City-based architecture the group? The guys that do all the Manica, stadiums. I think yeah, that's Manica, their name. Yep. Yeah, they did the LA, Ra- uh, excuse me, the, the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. And they've done a bunch of soccer stadiums around the world. So it'll be cool. It'll be sleek. But it will fit well into the fabric of that community. It won't stick out. Um, it's going to be amazing. I know a lot of the, the conversation around the East Bank is having areas of affordable housing. And I predicted on the, the podcast a few weeks ago that there may be some affordable housing in the East Bank, but ultimately it's going to be luxury condos, oh, luxury yeah. housing in yes. the East Bank because of the proximity to downtown, because of the, the luxury hotels coming in. But I know there's a property that's opening in the Gulch, and this is called the is it the Albion? Albion, yes. And this it, is going to be a luxury property that's found in the Gulch, correct? Yes. Yeah, so we have recently recorded a new video that'll come out soon on the Albion in the Gulch or Pie Town. For those unfamiliar, Pie Town is the area Eighth Avenue South to Lafayette, and then the back area kind of makes that last piece. Almost looks like a piece of pie or a piece of pizza. Greg, the Google guy, show that. Yes, yeah. Greg, get out there. Um, so the reality is when people move to town, they're not always ready to buy. So we have focused on previewing and showing different buildings in town that are apartments to say, here's some buildings you should check out. If you're going to Albion, you want to call my main guy, Steve. Steve has just come over from the Cumberland on Church and is leading the team to help lease out that building. Because not everybody's ready to buy when they come to town. But when you do buy, you know who to call. Think Brad. So, Brad, where could people follow you on YouTube and learn more about you? So, my YouTube, Think Brad, my website, thinkbrad.com. I gave my phone number and email address at the start, so just rewind to the start. Instagram, Brad underscore Nashville, excuse me, Brad underscore Reynolds underscore Nashville, and uh, hit me up any way you'd like. Brad, thank you for coming into the studio, and that's, that's, it. that's all I have. <laughs> we'll see you next month. <laughs> we'll see you next month, guys, for $1 billion. <laughs> All right, well, in a shocking turn of events, Greg the Google guy, I guess he was frustrated with that landing. 
uh, over at Driftwood, and he 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 came right here in the studio uh, to tell us he's not going to Google anything, but it, we, it was okay because Brad was here. He was able to tell us uh, about interest rate buy downs, and uh, that was that's we we know Greg is sneaky now. He is. Uh, he's just sneaking into the studio and being like, "I'm here." Just I mean, uh, <laughs> here we didn't you let guys, him in. You guys treat me so badly and so <laughs> terribly, but I'm going to come into this podcast now and. Uh, show you what's up yeah yeah, yeah. that that is and uh you, you guys interesting you didn't hear his uh his mind uh off camera because he was cussing me out uh-oh greg uh-oh we're gonna have to get uh, padlocks you. on this door thank you greg for coming into the studio <laughs> and brad thank you as well yes uh so let us know what you think about the new titans renderings you've heard us talk about what our thoughts are you heard brad and Stuart talk about them today uh, let us know what you think about them. Do you think that that will help or hinder us from getting an, uh, a, a Super Bowl? And that will be very interesting to see. When do you think the Super Bowl would be? Let us know all of your thoughts in the comments. If you need a house, get at Brad. See you tomorrow. for listening to Nashville Daily. To learn more about today's episode, visit NashvilleDailyPodcast.com and to stay connected, head to our Discord and you can find the link at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com slash connect. Nashville Daily is now offering tours. If you'd like to take a tour of downtown Nashville, head to the link in the show notes or find out more details at NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore.Nash production, copyright 2022.